1: So we're going to chat now with Scott Aitchison, who is one of the candidates in this race, one of the people who wants to be leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today.
2: Shay, thank you for having me. It's an honour to be here.
1: Uh, Well, uh, just give us your take on what's going on. It has been uh, a week like I I can't really remember in a a federal leadership race in some time, a pretty big detour. What's your thoughts on what's going on with this leadership race this week?
2: Well, I think it's based on the entire leadership race. It's been uh, less than respectful, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that what, you know, Canadians are sick and tired of is the games that get played at the uh, political level in Ottawa, and that uh, that includes our party. And so, you know, the mudslinging, the the name-calling, and the nastiness of this campaign, uh, I've stayed away from it, completely focused on ideas and policy solutions to the problems that Canadians face every single day, whether they live in... You know, big cities or rural areas or the north or east or west, it doesn't really matter. Focus on policy and not uh, not name-calling or uh, deriding my, my opponents in the race.
1: Um, I'm just wondering, because I, I know during the very first debate that was held, uh, right at the very beginning, that was sort of, sort of your message, was, hey, we need to be careful. We need to watch our tone. We need to watch the divisiveness. Obviously, it hasn't worked, as you say. Um, how much damage do you think might be done here? Are you How concerned are you about this?
2: Well, I, I'm, I'm concerned enough about it generally that I continue to do what I'm doing. And I think that as I continue to speak to issues that, you know, affect Canadians and talk to people across this country, I happen to be in Calgary right now. I'm excited to be here for my first stampede. And as I go around to all the various different events, people are coming up to me and saying, thank you for talking about real ideas and solving problems. So I, I think that you know, the more the games get played, the more there are problems, um, you know, with this race and the way other candidates treat each other, the the, the more people take a look at me and say, hey, wait a second, mm-hmm. Scott's right, the tone matters. You know, we, we need to win seats in places where we don't win, and tone makes a difference. In the GTA, the Lower Mainland, in large urban centers, we lost seats uh, in Edmonton and Calgary this last election. We can't afford that, and tone matters, uh, and the message that we are delivering has to be consistent. We haven't been doing that, and certainly is not what's going on during this leadership race. That's why I'm proposing ideas, solutions. Uh, I'm proposing them without trying to demonize one group of Canadians over another. That's what Canadians are looking for. That's how we'll win the next election, with me as leader doing exactly that.
1: Yeah, and Scott, I want to talk to you about some of your ideas in just a moment. Last question about this, and then we'll leave it, because I do want to hear sort of what the plan you have is. Um, There's been allegations from uh, Patrick Brown's camp that um, Pierre Polyev is the chosen candidate of the party, and they're doing everything they can to install him. Are you confident in the fairness of this race?
2: The rules are the same for everybody. I'm, you know, I'm following the rules. I, I'm, not, I'm not concerned at all about any of that stuff. I'm not focused on the, the internal politics of the party. I'm focused on Canadians. That's my complete focus. I'm, I'm not interested in what they're talking about with each other.
1: How do you return the Conservative Party to power in this country? As you know, it's a, I mean, we're talking about it. It's, it's very divided. The, the whole political climate is divided right now. As a leader, how do you sort of not only bring the party together, but bring the country together?
2: Well, and it starts with just that, Shay. Like you said, it's got about bringing the party together, bringing the movement together, bringing conservatives together from, you know, from all spectrums, from all parts of this country. But it's also about our caucus. You know, we need, we need to make sure that our caucus is united. And, and I've said over and over and over again that unity does not mean uniformity. We're not all going to agree on every issue. There are a lot of diverse opinions in our conservative movement, and that's a good, healthy thing. That's good for debate. It's good. For-
0: this episode is brought to you by Shopify.
2: But you can't just ignore people you don't agree with in this movement. And that's why I keep talking about unity, because we have to listen to each other and find the common ground where we do agree and build a platform that builds that unity and actually delivers a message that Canadians will trust. We can't be flip-flopping either. That's one of the other challenges we had in the last election mm. campaign. We, if we don't have a consistent uh, and you know policy-oriented message that's very conservative, uh, that that speaks to the values of Canadians across the country and speaks to the issues that Canadians are facing. You know, listen, we actually have a really good message on, on the issues that Canadians are facing, whether it's affordability, putting food on your table, putting gas in your car, trying to get to work, trying to you know, make sure that you have meaningful employment, making sure that all sectors of this country are firing on all cylinders, respecting the, the rights and the, and the responsibilities of provinces. These are all important messages that as conservatives, we should own them. And, and if we have a consistent message, we will win seats in those parts of the country that That care about these issues, but we haven't spoken to them about them.
1: Uh, Scott, as you know, we have a leadership race at the provincial level right now in this province, and one of the issues uh, that has come to light and sort of the forefront and one of the biggest issues among all the leadership candidates is uh, relations with Ottawa, getting a better deal from Ottawa, getting a fair deal from Ottawa, fighting with Ottawa in some instances, refusing to enforce federal laws in some instances. Talk about how you would uh, handle not only the provinces, but specifically Alberta and some of the issues that around this province and their relationship with Ottawa, should you become prime minister?
2: Well, you know, here's, here's what I think. I don't think Alberta wants a special deal. I think Alberta, like a lot of other provinces, are sick and tired of special deals for other places. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think it's time for a fair deal from the federal government with all the provinces. And there are countless examples where the federal government has made deals with the provinces on all range of, respect, of, of provincial responsibility, starting with health care, where we, we created this system of healthcare across this country, predicated in part on the federal government paying 50% of the cost. And, of course, they've never lived up to the promise. And so now you see a situation where you have federal politicians trying to buy votes by by delving into provincial responsibilities, this, that, and the other thing. And they promise to, you know, make things amazing by paying 50% of the cost. And then, of course, they never do it. Provinces are fiscally unsustainable. Uh, And then you see a federal government looking for money. And so they, they go after resource revenues from places like Alberta and then give it to another province to buy votes. It's garbage. It's time we stop those games. It's time that the federal government got back to the job that it was created for, Focus on the things that it should be doing, like dealing with inflation, like dealing with creating new markets for our dairy industry around the world, like focusing on getting our military up to snuff and making sure we're committing 2% of GDP to... Uh, to, to our military spending and, and meeting our, our, our responsibilities with our, with our international partners, getting the job done on, on security, like banning Huawei, I can't believe we waited as long as we did. We're an embarrassment on the world stage. If the federal government focused on what it was supposed to do, gave the money to the provinces, the deal was to give to the provinces, they could run their responsibilities. Uh, we, could, we could actually be a real leader in the world. But we're not right now. We're a joke in the world because we're dabbling in things that aren't our responsibility, not doing a very good job of it, and then talking out of both sides of our mouth on the international stage. We need principled conservative leadership to change that.
1: Scott, unfortunately we're out of time, but I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, Enjoy Stampede!